0: Welcome to Murray Mysteries.
1: for listeners did you miss me i bet you did well it's your lucky
0: day well, some of you have been worried about lucy's health which is really sweet so i thought today i'd let her fill you in herself
1: well that and you know that you get more listeners when i'm there that's not true wait is it anyway i'm sorry if mina has made you worry about me she cares a lot she what makes her a great friend but i promise you i'm doing great you're still sleepwalking but I haven't been leaving the room. Craziest thing Night like Lucy's
0: done in the past few days, according to Mina, was open a window. To point at bats. You opened the window to point at bats. I should have filmed you doing that, actually, for the blackmail file. That file is already big enough. <laughs> Plus, I think it's cool like Lucy has her own interests.
1: Good for her. She deserves it. I'm just
0: worried you'll get sick or fall out the window or get mauled by bads. Mina, you
1: worry too much. I'm fine. I'm just too strong for colds. My body just refuses to get sick and all of the bacteria flee in terror. I
0: don't think that's how it works.
1: Well, I was out for ages in the cold the other day and nothing
0: happened. I'm not sure about that. Do you remember anything about that night? Kind of, but not really. It felt like I was
1: having one of those really vivid dreams where... Nothing makes sense, but it feels real enough that you don't question it. I remember thinking I wanted to get some fresh air and sit on our bench. I could hear dogs howling everywhere while I was out walking, but I I couldn't see any dogs. Then I saw something long and dark with red eyes, which is kind of creepy now that I think about it. But I wasn't scared. I just had this bittersweet feeling and, like, this singing in my ears. And then it felt like I was in the middle of an earthquake. But I woke up and it was just you shaking me like a glitter spray can. That's weird. I saw something too. It was dark and you were stressed out. It could have
0: been anything. Mm, I don't know. All right. We creeped out your listeners enough? Can we talk about something nicer? Oh, you mean like you and Art meeting the parents?
1: Something like that.
0: Big step. Are you sure you're not about to go running for the hills? I would never. Art's dad's the sweetest, and he already loves me. I have no doubt you charmed the hell out of him. And I'm glad he's doing better. Me too.
1: Not just because that means Art can be around here more. I just
0: hope the same thing happens to my mum. She did look ten years younger when Art visited. I'm not the
1: only one who can charm parents. This might have been the first official romantic partner meeting... But my mum's had a soft spot for them since they came to my 10th birthday and helped her clean the kitchen <laughs> while the
0: rest of us were playing tag. The perfect child-in-law. I'm surprised you didn't offer them your hand in marriage there and then. <laughs>
1: I'm not saying never, but it's a little early to think of marriage. Unlike you and Jonathan, we haven't reached the old couple stage yet. <laughs> I- I'm sorry, I- I'm sure you'll hear from him soon. Knowing him, he just lost his phone and is wandering around Romania... Trying to ask for directions to the nearest airport. Two weeks? Have you ever heard him speak Romanian? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. It's okay, come here. You'll be okay. It's alright. I'm alright. I'm good. You okay?
0: Yeah, thank you. It's alright. For being here. Anytime. Hey. Can you tell me that story about how you met Jonathan? You know it already. You were there for the whole thing. I remember you requesting a very detailed report after every date. Yes, well, I wanted to hear it again.
1: Besides, your listeners don't know it yet.
0: Right? Yeah. Mhm. <clears throat> so it was um, the start of second year. Mhm. Classes had just started again, and everyone was still fresh and excited instead of just jaded and tired two of us were at our weekly pub quiz which mm-hmm. was basically the one regular event we both enjoyed instead <laughs> of having to compromise on stuff like raves or movie nights with the documentary film society mm. that weekly pub quiz was no joke mm. we took it very seriously and the worst of the worst the pain of our existence to that damn law society team. Ugh, the law society jerk ju- all cis straight men of course Always drunk, loud and obnoxious, yet somehow still managed to get the answers to questions right. And then infuriating the superior attitude of little misogynists who know they're going to be earning ten times more money than you in the next few years. And... It is the worst. But this time, in the process of glaring daggers at them from across the room, I noticed they had a new member. <laughs> now, that's not something I would normally pick up on. Those guys all look and act the same, like a pack of entitled weasel clones. <laughs> but this boy was different. He was clearly uncomfortable. He had this half dozen overconfident dude bros, and then this one skinny, nerdy guy clinging to his half pint of beer, looking completely lost and cringing at every single joke. I was tempted to feel bad for him, but then I thought, this is classic: another soft boy who got bullied at school and decided to sell his soul to climb the uni social scale. <laughs> and the worst thing was, he knew all the answers the rest of the team didn't. The assholes won. <sighs> oh, I was so angry least Lucy was not the best influence. I might have egged you on a bit. Yeah. But in my defence, I didn't think you'd go and yell at him. I, I didn't yell. I went up to his table and calmly gave him a piece of my mind. You called him a sellout. Poor boy was just trying to make friends. I, I'll admit, I was a tad riled up. Mm. I blacked out. Words were said. But then I saw what his face was doing. Ooh. And I, uh... Felt bad again. The shame, the terror. I'm pretty sure I saw tears on the corner of his eyes. He was slightly Uh, upset. uh He said he was sorry that his new flatmate was a law society guy and he'd promised to help him out at the pub quiz if he agreed to do a trial schedule.
1: (laughs) And that's when Mina knew she'd met the
0: love of her life. Not quite. But I did take some pity on him. I blotted out some kind of apology and laid it back to our table. And I took
1: pity on her and went over to invite him to join us. The next week, John was on
0: our team. And we beat the Law Bros by a landslide. Woo! And then? And then nothing. Things just unfold.
1: Oh, no, you don't. I thought you were strictly against rewriting history. Mm. These two listeners, these two took
0: ages
1: to get their shit together. We
0: did not.
1: I thought it was September. Your first official date was in November. So we took our time. I think you're remembering wrong, friend. I'm the one who had to witness you pining over each other. You going on about how lovely and smart he was. Him desperately asking me for advice. It was torture. You loved it. All right, I enjoyed it mm. a little bit, but it got old pretty quickly. Eventually, I got bored and decided to go for a rom-com classic. You bailed on us for movie night. I set up a very romantic atmosphere, then utilised my amazing acting skills to fake an emergency and leave them alone at the last minute. It was a genius plan, and it worked. Mm -hmm. Did do the job. Can't argue with that. I should be a matchmaker. Lucy Cupid, angel of love. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
0: I don't know that number. Pick up. Hello? Yes, this is Miss Murray. Really? I, um, yeah. I'll be there as soon as I can. Thank you. Is everything okay? Yeah. I... I know where Jonathan is. Murray Mysteries is a Nove Storytelling production. This episode was written and produced by Mae Tudick and featured Drew Victory as Mina Murray, and Megan John as Lucy Westerner. Original music by Sophie Kaye. Thank you for listening.